0: This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl. With 30-plus years of automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer, San Diego.
1: All right, folks. Hey, welcome to You Ought to Know, FM 961. AM 1170, The Answer. This hour is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. Do you have a little liquor store, grocery store, little convenience store? Well, hey, jump up with Walmart, Home Depot, and Costco. How can you do that? Call Southwest Point of Sale at 800-540-2149. They'll come out and they'll put in a cashiering system when you don't need people. That's right, self-checkout. It's the latest and greatest. You can can modify it, change prices, you can do everything from your cell phone, and it doesn't cost any more than an old cash register. Have them come out, take a look at your facility, and if it fits, seven-day-a-week, 24-hour-a-day service. I know, because I've been with Jeff many a times where he's fixed people's problems on the phone. Southwest point of sale. Check them out. And if you're into hot rods and custom stuff, that's the name of the business right there at Escondido. Class Act Company, man. They have hot rods that win trophies. They'll do maintenance. They'll sell parts. You name it. Hot rods and custom stuff is your one-stop shop for hot rods. Check them out up at Escondido. Go up and talk to Randy. 760-745-1170. Well, I cannot believe I got my buddy, Shad Balsh, on the line on a Sunday. It must not be sunny in L.A. Shad, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Normally, you're by a pool about this time of the day.
0: I mean, there's always a good time for car talk, though. I'll break away from just about anything to talk about cars.
1: Well, and you are the consummate car guy. I tell folks, anytime I want to talk to Chevrolet about a product they all keep saying the same thing. Talk to Shad, talk to Shad, talk to Shad. Because you do. You eat, sleep, and drink it, and you love it so much. But you've got a really, really cool event coming up next week for people that are thinking about getting into an electric vehicle. It's up in Venice Beach. Why don't you tell us what it is?
0: Yes, sir. So Chevrolet is hosting a, a big drive ride-and-drive event up in Venice Beach next Thursday, the 22nd. And it's a time for... Uh, folks who have not ever driven a an electric car to come take their first test drive so we're going to have about 25 bolt euvs and chevy bolt evs lined up we're going to close down some roadway it's actually going to be held on electric avenue in venice that's the actual name of the street Hmm. so it's easy to remember and we're going to let folks just come by take the vehicle for a spin And understand what it's like to drive an electric car.
1: Right. And this is not a sales system. This is is an informational program for folks that have never had an opportunity to get into an electric car to actually get behind the wheel of two of, what I have to say, the most affordable and popular electric vehicles out there.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. This is not a, a sales event. This is more of just like a I would say like a a public outreach event. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that, you know, electric cars are better than gas powered cars in almost every way. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to explain what that means until you get behind the wheel. And there's this thing, and and you know, this. there's this thing called the EV grin that once you get out of the electric car, you have this sort of smirky smile on your face because you're not quite sure what you just experienced, but you knew
1: it was cool. Right. I I totally agree. And I have to say, I started with you guys back in, I think, 95, driving GM's EV1. You guys have been ahead of the curve more than any other car manufacturer that I'm aware of. And you guys figured it out, gave it to me for a month, and I became so hooked on that vehicle because I drove from Escondido to Oceanside and Oceanside to Escondido for free. And I went a lot of other places in town. And it took a little bit of a learning curve. Once I figured it out and got rid of range anxiety, I was sold. I was sold hook, line, and sinker. And if you haven't been in an EV, a Bolt EV, or the UV folks, I am here to tell you, you are really going to be impressed. So now let me ask you this. Do they have to uh, email you or sign up early? Or is it just... Uh, first come, first served, ride and drive.
0: So it's open to the public, and we'll certainly have enough vehicles there for folks to just walk up. But you can log on to our website and reserve a time slot, and that is chevyonsite.com. So that's chevyonsite, all one word, .com. And you can just register there, pick a time slot that works for you, show up, and we'll hand you the keys to the car. Right.
1: Now, are you doing a a lead and follow, or do you ride with a a GM uh, person with you, or are you on your own?
0: I'm going to hop in the car with as many folks as I can, and we'll have the (laughs) full team out there. We want to answer as many questions as possible. And also, Dave, we just confirmed that we're going to have the brand new 2024 Blazer EV and the 2024 Equinox EV on display at this event. Equinox, as you know, we just showed that last week for the first time, and that is the hottest segment right now. That crossover segment, and we're you know it's it's the number two seller for all of Chevrolet. The gas powered version, right? It makes sense for us to to do an electric version of it since we're going to go all electric eventually. So we, it's a, it's going to be a great lineup of test drives and vehicle displays and all on Electric Avenue.
1: And, and I think the most important thing about this, folks, is it gives you an opportunity to talk to somebody. And get straight answers because they will give you straight answers. Whether it's charging, and oh, did I mention, folks? If you do decide to either buy or lease either one of these vehicles, I think a home charger comes with it. Is that not correct?
0: That's absolutely right. Yeah, we will we will throw in the cost of uh, the or installation of a an electrical outlet for level two charging. So level two charging is the fastest version of charging that you right. can have at home. Basically, you plug it in overnight, you wake up you have a fully fully charged battery so chevy will cover the cost of that outlet if you buy or lease a, a bolt right. EV, euv
1: and the thing about the 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 bolt euv or the eu and the and the uv is you could program that car to charge it up whenever you want to charge it up it's not you have to plug it in and you have to no. you if you want to p- charge it off grid like from midnight to five in the morning Go for it. Just It plugs it into the car, and it takes care of it. I just got out of both of them. And I have to tell you, I mean, the wife and I are real close of pulling the trigger because she commutes 75 miles a day, and this would be absolutely perfect because we already have a level two, and we have solar panels. And I know you guys will talk about that as well, but I think the number one goal is to get people up to Venice Beach, give them a chance to get behind the wheel, and at least then they can make a more intelligent decision whether they want to get an electric vehicle and lease it or buy it. And I don't know. Brent and I were just at a show prior to this one. And I don't know of anybody out there that's, that's building electric vehicles at a cost point that General Motors is. I mean, you are making these vehicles affordable.
0: Yeah, the Bolt EV for 2023 model year starts at 25,600 wow. and that is before any incentives apply. So, the, you combine that with the price of gas savings out here in California where it's well over $5 a gallon and the you know the the value story for driving an electric car it's pretty good when you look at the Bolt EV and Bolt EUV
1: yeah without a shadow of a doubt and it's not a, it's not a ugly little electric car it's very attractive you got tons of room in both of them actually cuz there's not that big a difference between the two right the EV and the EU
0: yeah the EUV is a little bit larger and it's larger where it matters right so that the right. extra length is in the back seat so uh, that really does make a difference because the battery, as you know, it's positioned perfectly so that it's flat on the floor so there's no transmission hump. It just feels roomy and spacious.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I know you've got to really be excited about this this uh, this event coming up because I know how much you love uh, General Motors and you love talking about cars.
0: It's going to be not a bad day at the office, let me tell you that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you can't be sitting on the beach. you got to be in the cars with the people, okay? Yeah. believe
0: Venice is one of the top markets for EVs. So I, when I was talking to headquarters about this, it just all sort of made sense, you know?
1: <laughs> well, nobody will do a better job than you. There's no doubt about it. And I guess I can – let me throw this out there. We're getting close to the end of the segment. But what about availability? Are you, are you guys – is it affecting the EV market like it's affecting the gas market, chips and things like that?
0: Yes, sir. So we – the company has prioritized – Our supply chain for Bolt EV and Bolt EUV. And in fact, in the last month, we had one of our strongest sales ever. So we're back.
1: All right, man. Hey, it's always good chatting with you. I look forward to uh, talking to you down the road. Be safe and uh, look forward to having some fun down the road. Thanks, Dave. Talk Uh, to you soon. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. We come back a whole lot more right here on You Ought to Know FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to You Auto Know, FM one AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by Express Auto Service, 7633 El Cajon Boulevard. Well, we didn't pay for the music. I was kind of enjoying that. <laughs> Expressautoservicelamesa.com. Expressautoservicelamesa.com. Say hi to Dave and Connie. Thank him for sponsoring the show. Kristen Barclay is in the wings, and she is driving probably my favorite car when it comes to electric and that's the kia ev6 did it put a smile on your face my dear
2: how cool is this thing right I, ah. the, uh, the gt trim
1: i know so,
2: so the sports trim, but yeah i mean this this is this is impressive this is this is driving the future yeah um Did you ever, have you, you've been to Disney World, not Disneyland. You've been to Disney World, correct?
1: No, I've only been to Disneyland in LA.
2: Okay. So, you know, I haven't been in years and years, but they used to have this attraction. I don't know if they still have it. but They used to have this attraction called the Carousel of Progress. Mm. And it was one of my favorite places to go because you would spin around and it would show you stuff from like the forties. And then, you know, you go Mm. show up and. And it would go to, then you go, like, the 50s and the 60s and the 80s, and then they would go to the future. And so you would see all these, like, cool stuff, and they would imagine, like, this is what appliances are going to be like in the future. This is going to be your washing machine or whatever. And this EV6 just screams carousel progress to me. Like, you, you know, <laughs> I feel like I'd be, like, a little kid, and you'd see it there, like, oh, that's the future. And then all of a sudden, like, boom, one's in my driveway, and I'm driving it. Yeah. Um,
1: well, and you notice how electric <laughs> vehicles at first were just ugly. This thing is about and boring and boring. But today, that EV6 says, Hey, I don't want to be ugly and I don't want to be boring.
2: It it screams like, Sleek, look at me. I am the future. I I almost feel like you get in and you should start it and it should go, Welcome to the future. (laughs) I really feel like it should do that.
1: Yeah, but it's got to say, Welcome to the future, Kristen.
2: Yeah. It's got to know who's in there.
1: Yeah. What color did you get? What color is yours?
2: This was the silver.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
2: Let's, let's see. Let's see. What do they call it? Steel matte gray.
3: Yeah, that kind of um, flat.
2: Yeah. Here's what I found. Yeah, I was just recently talking to a friend two days ago, and they're they're looking to buy a vehicle. They're actually looking to buy two mm-hmm. um, in today's market. Imagine that. But they said, uh, okay, you know, I've got to buy a, a practical family vehicle. And they're like, and then I'm just kind of tired of, my practical vehicle so i also want a fun vehicle and i was like kia ev6 and they start laughing they're like yeah you're joking you don't like electric vehicles that much you're i'm like i just got out of one i am not joking this is everything you're going to want And they're like yeah i want something fun and i'm like look this is zero to 60 you know zero to 62 i want to say in 3.5 seconds uh top speed of 161 miles per hour I'm like, it's cool. It's it's you know, you and I don't. We're not big fans of Teslas. I, don't, I hate to even say yeah. that name, yeah. um, but but I'm like, this is what you want. And one of the things I found fascinating that you know, one of our colleagues Wayne Gertis pointed out because I'm not in the EV world as much as he is, and he said, you know, this thing can charge from five to eighty percent in 21 minutes mm-hmm. on a 150 kilowatt charger. And right. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. Um, it can charge from 10 to 80 in 18 minutes if you get a 350 kilowatt charge. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it's it's this is next gen charging capability, um, which is you know where we're headed. So again, I'm back to your drive in the future.
1: I know, but are you surprised um, that Kia did not do this? I mean, they have been they have been. I mean, Hyundai, we got to give Hyundai a little love, too. But these guys have been so technically advanced in giving you, the cons- the consumer and journalist, what they really want, I think.
2: No, absolutely. No, you're totally right. And, I mean, this stands right there with, you know, Ford's Mach-E, mm-hmm. um, the Tesla. You know, this this is it, it holding its own, and, and I almost want to say kind of benchmarking, not just holding its own, but right, kind dude. of creating its own – benchmark, so to speak, you know?
1: Would you take a Mach-E over an EV6? I wouldn't.
2: I wouldn't either. I wouldn't, but I haven't driven the Mach-E. I've oh, okay. Um, I haven't actually driven one. Um, I, You know, something that Marlon was pointing out, he said, you know, it blows me away every time, he said, is the, the torquiness and the lack of lag in these electric vehicles, the fact that, you know, you push your foot down and it's immediate.
1: You better be ready. He
2: said, you know, you... Yeah. And he's, I mean, you almost, I, I was teasing him. I was like, you almost get whiplash with this mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but 576 horsepower also is something that kind of, you don't immediately think of when you think EV, right? right? You, you just, I don't know what it is, but, but from the, the initial uh, introduction of EVs, like you said, we kind of thought boring, kind of thought vanilla. And, and I think that the, the next word that people talking to people, they think slow. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, and it's totally a misconception. I'm not really sure why that's what people think, but it is. You know, I even like the nice touches on this, like the flush exterior door handles that stick out once you get nearby with your key. Um, It just, it's just modern. It's sleek. It's, and the friend I was talking to, they pull one up and they go, I don't know about the look. I'm looking at it now and I don't know. And I said, wait till you see it in person. I was like, the internet does not do it justice. You really got to get hands on with this. Right. Um, you know, and they did a lot of, uh, I don't know if the proper word is upcycling or recycling, but I know the interior has some, some, uh, like vegan, I want to say seats and things like that. So nice touches for, for an electric vehicle, um, that I think people that are kind of very, um, loyal to electric vehicles will appreciate But I think even people who are, are new to them, uh, will like as well. Um, I had it for a week and didn't need to charge it the entire week. Uh huh. So I was impressed with that. I mean, EPA estimated range is up to 310 miles. I didn't mark my mileage, but not once did I need to charge it, which is great because I happened to notice on the final day that I was missing the charging
3: mm-hmm.
2: Um So good, good thing I didn't need to charge it. But uh, the other thing that's nice is, you know, we've talked about the reluctance to move over, and we've talked about, you know, how we kind of recommend, I think you and I are on the same page, like, hey, if you're not, if you've never had an EV, Maybe you go with a plug-in hybrid at first, or maybe you go hybrid, plug-in hybrid, nitty EV. Kia, I think, understands the reluctance and understands the uh, the concerns that people have. So their ten-year, hundred-thousand-mile drivetrain warranty also includes the battery pack, and I mm. think that's a that's a nice
1: touch. I totally agree. I totally agree, and I like the features. You know, the I've said this before: turn signals are in the dash, cameras, lighting up the left, lighting up the right, and. And it doesn't, it doesn't feel... Because you remember when the first electric cars came out. They felt like golf carts. You know, they had that golf cart feel mm-hmm. when you accelerate. You don't get any of that mm-hmm. in the EV6. And whatever you do, do not put it in sport.
2: Right. Because <laughs> it'll there's, just There's, there's that GT mode. Yeah, the GT mode is actually where you get the most out of it. The EQ mode is not. But you're right. Uh, initial electric vehicles had that... Not only the golf cart feel, but they had the golf cart whine. Remember how like they always kind of sounded mm-hmm. like that golf cart when you were going that, eee. yeah, this is right. quiet. Um, the one thing where I, you know, because there's four trim levels of it available in the, in the uh, EV6. You can get the light, the wind, the GT line, which is what I had, and then first edition. Um, but the one thing that I was less than impressed with and the only thing that kind of shocked me was the Meridian sound system. Um, it was really heavy on the bass, and the higher you turned up the volume, it got a little tinny. Um, but that was the only thing where I was like, ah, I, they need to upgrade the sound system a little bit, but everything else was, was impressive to me. And even with the sleek design where I feel like it has a little bit of visibility issues, when you've got that turn signal, like you mentioned that blind spot monitor with the turn signal, it kind of takes care of all those concerns.
1: Totally, totally, totally agree. And if you didn't know it was an electric vehicle you wouldn't know it was an electric vehicle. And I think that's the key to the success of the electric vehicle market is that you don't know you're in an electric vehicle.
2: Exactly. Well, and did you know Did you know that there's a, uh, a feature available, I don't know if it's standard, but it's called On Demand Find My Car. And it has a surround view monitor, so you can actually... Uh, go into the Kia app, and it will use the vehicle cameras to capture images of the vehicle surroundings, and then display it to you. So you can, you know, which is useful when you have like State Fair or you know Disney. If you go to Disney and you forget to write down that you know you're in Goofy aisle seven, um, then you just use this, and you can find your car.
3: Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I think that's
2: super. It's football season right now. How many people go to the football game, have a <laughs> couple beers while they're at the game? Mm-hmm come out and they're like uh where did i park again oh my
1: gosh i can't stand that i i'm the worst That's why I don't go to games i'll watch them on tv <laughs> i've lost more yeah. cars that way
2: well because you forget what you're driving too i mean i well, you that. have that issue sometimes where you're like because there's been times where all of a sudden you know i'm walking up to the nissan rogue and then i'm like oh that was two weeks ago you know
1: <laughs> i've actually uh, tried sorry. i've actually tried to get in other people's cars
2: i know right that's so embarrassing like sorry ma'am yeah uh put your your gun away put
1: your gun away it's okay
2: (laughs) exactly this was not an attempted theft i was uh admiring your beautiful car yes
1: and i thought the inside would be much better than on the outside yeah i know (laughs) i know i know i know well you know i i out of all the car manufacturers building electric vehicles uh, I, I give it, I kind of give it to Chevrolet for pricing. Uh, I mean, they're coming out with the Equinox. It's going to be a base price of 25 and that's before incentives. But as far as ownership, I'd still, even with the price is what it is, I'd probably still go with the EV6.
2: Right I mean this one again g t it's it's the next one down from first edition as far as top of the line so it's priced at fifty thousand four or five. I still think first off you can't find them. um I was listening to a a radio a local radio show here in Dallas yesterday, and uh, the Kia dealer was on and he said, we're taking orders for them it's the only way you can currently get one um and he said you know we're 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 getting an astounding amount of orders on a weekly basis. I think he said they're averaging like fifty a month or something yeah um So, yeah, so if you want one, you've got to order it. Um, I would suggest, you know, especially if you're not uh, familiar with EVs, you have to own one, find a dealership that has one that's a driver, a tester, and go drive it just, you know, to make sure that there's no surprises and not anything you wouldn't want. I personally would choose – I think a lot of people are uh, weary of the GM brand of EVs right now just because they have concerns because the Bolt had so much, um, you know – So many issues. So I think a lot of people. I'm not saying that you should be. I'm just Mm -hmm, saying that's mm -hmm. what I'm hearing. A lot of people are wary of it. Yeah, Um, I totally agree. I have not driven the Ionic yet. Have you driven the Ionic? Because I know it's a sister. Yeah. Same platform and everything. Any differences that you notice?
1: Yeah, I kind of like the. Well, I like the EV6 with the looks. I like the look of it. I like the feel of it. I like the way it drove. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say that they're identical. I would say the. The Hyundai had a few more. I mean, was different than the than the Kia, and I just happened to like the Kia.
2: Yeah, I, the the EV six seems to look a little more sleeker on the exterior. Is that? Yeah, I kind of like I, it. I, mean, I I thought
1: it was unique yeah. enough. I I, I was kind of happy with it. So now you just got to right. get yourself something to plug it into. Then you'd be good. Sure,
2: but I mean, I, again, again, since I don't have a level two or a level three, we're yeah. just using, you know, your standard, <laughs> I mean, the fact that it charges so quickly, this is a great first. I know somebody who's not willing to commit to the equipment.
1: That's right. It's another benefit. All right, kiddo. Good talking to you. How do people follow you around?
2: Find us at, well, find me focusedhealingnews.com or find us facebook.com backslash YAK radio. And I look forward to talking to you next week.
1: Good. Can't wait. Talk to you later. We'll say hi to the family. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got Brian Armstead on the line. He's going to talk about the new Lexus RX right here on FM 96. One AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to you Auto to know FM 96. AM 1170. The answer segment brought to you by John's Automotive Care. sixty two sixty seven Riverdale Street in San Diego go to johns san diego uh go to johns with an s san diego auto repair.com all right we got Brian armstead on the line just was cruising around the lexus rx how you doing buddy
4: i'm so exhausted Dave, from uh, my uh uh fling in spain last week driving the new range rover sport but mm-hmm. i'm hanging in there brother
1: good i know you can handle yeah.
4: i'm currently in uh i'm currently in door peninsula upper uh upper uh door peninsula in wisconsin came here for a little lifestyle uh activity so i'll be uh checking out door county and all the good things it has to offer looks like a great place just got here looks like a great place to uh to visit so uh, i'll pass on some private information to you a little bit later on okay. that. but i had a chance to um to drive the new 2023 lexus rx now as you know dave the RX was the one that started it all—the whole luxury crossover boom—when it first went on sale as an RX 300 in 1999, and it, it created it created the, the market for you know the the luxury cross compact crossovers. It's really a CUV because it's not a not a body-on-frame uh, vehicle; it's uh, based on the Toyota Camry uh, Avalon chassis, and uh, it, it's. It's done extremely well. The one thing you know when you buy an RX is that you're going to get a vehicle that has a reasonable amount of luxury. I mean, it's not as luxurious as some of the, the German cars. It's certainly not you know, some of the upper luxury cars, but it does everything well. If you buy the all-wheel drive model, get gets you through all kinds of weather. Even the front-wheel drive model is pretty decent and, and moderate a snowfall and, and definitely in the rain. But it became a cult classic because it's so reliable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see for sale with two hundred seventy-eight, 300,000 miles on them. And they're still demanding a fairly reasonable price, even with two hundred fifty to 300,000 miles on them. So each year that has been in existence since 1999, is about to enter the 22nd uh, year, uh, they, they've gotten better to the point where, I mean, this fall, this winter, rather, end of the year, early next year, they're going to have the fifth-generation Lexus RX models. And i um, got to tell you, Dave, uh, I think they're going to continue their string of, of hits with this thing because it just does everything right. Now, I'm trying to move my screen There we go. Move the screen over so I can see what I'm talking about because, um, you know, the information is still – still kind of hot off the press. Uh, Unlike the 2022 model, when they had all kinds of, uh, they had the 350, the 350 S Sport, the 350 long wheelbase, the 450 hybrid, all-wheel drive, 450 F Sport, the 350 Blackline Special Edition, the 450 Blackline Special Edition. They're trimming down the models for 2022 where they have the 350 and the 350 F, the 350H hybrid, and then the 500H F-Sport performance hybrid. So again, as Lexus and all these manufacturers, they've move more towards electrification, you know, I think Lexus, quite frankly, has hit the proverbial nail on the head with an electrified powertrain as opposed to an electric powertrain. Now, they recently came out with the BZ4X. They had a recall. Something went wrong with it earlier, and I can't remember what, what it was. Not a very exciting vehicle. It's a decent vehicle because it's a Toyota, so you know you're going to get a, a you know a vehicle that's screwed together well, but it just doesn't excite in any way. Now, the new uh, RX500 really excites. I mean, it's got 367 total system horsepower, turbocharged inline four-cylinder engine, Lexus hybrid uh, electric drive uh, six-speed electronic transmission as opposed to the 350 hybrid Dave which has 246 total system ho- hi- um, power 233 pounds pound-feet torque out of a 2.5 liter engine but it's got the CV CB, electronic CVT in it and I was not enamored with that power you know with that uh, transmission um, it's not bad, but it tends to wind a little bit, wind, kind of have that wind-up effect, not like early days when CETs first came out. But it just doesn't seem fitting for a vehicle like the RX. I could see it on the NX or, you know, a smaller vehicle, but, you know, the RX is larger than it was when it first came out in 1999. It's not considerably, but measurably larger, noticeably larger. And it's moved upscale in terms of the interior accoutrements, you know, with a Mark Levinson, this, and a semi-aniline, that, and, you know, all the different features, 14-inch display screen in this new Lexus RX. I mean, it's a luxurious sport utility, crossover utility. So I just think that the uh, the electronic uh, electronically controlled continuously variable transmission does not do it justice. If you go for the base Lexus, RX350, which puts out 275 horsepower of a 2.4-liter four front-wheel drive or all-wheel drive through an eight-speed electronically controlled transmission. Now that would be the way I would go if I could not swing for the, uh, the higher performance, higher cost 500H because I'm just not feeling the CBT in the 350H you do get considerably better field economy with the 358. So that's the, uh, that's the trade off. I mean, you know, you just, either you want one or the other, but unfortunately in the new Lexus RX, you, you can have both, but you just have to pay the price. If you want both, I don't have the, uh, <clears throat> the EPA stats readily available. <clears throat> I'm not even sure they're out yet, but uh rest, uh, rest assured the, um, uh, the new hybrid models will be competitive in terms of miles per gallon, mm-hmm. which is particularly important, even though gasoline prices are coming down. It's still an important thing. So you know, if, if, Unless gas is free, people are going to complain about the price of gas. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just human nature. So, you know, unless they're giving it away at the pump, somebody's always going to complain about it. So um, I think that, um, you know, the, the vehicle rides well. It's got an amazing interior. You know, it's full lux. You know, the, the steering wheel... Everything about the driver cluster. You have an electronic display in front of you with, with digital um, gauges. You go to the center stack and it gets even better. You have the 14 inch multimedia screen. So the screen above, um, it kind of has a white motif to it, which is a little disturbing at first because it's just so bright at nighttime. And even in the day, but in the day, it's crystal clear. At night, it's a little bright. Below the white screen, where you can look at navigation, uh, High-resolution navigation, rather, um, has a Lexus interface with all kinds of apps that are involved with that. Lexus interface enables you to um, do direct connect features as an intelligent assist mode, which allows you to control most of the features with your voice, cloud-based, cloud-based navigation, <clears throat> and profiles, so you can create personal profiles for each one of the drivers. Below the navigation screen are the controls for ventilation, heated seats, cooled seats, heated steering wheel, climate control, all of those controls are below. A single volume knob, no tuning knob, and again, manufacturers across the board, hear our cries, give us a tuning knob, please. (laughs) We do not wanna go into a screen and and press, you know, on a screen to change from one channel to another. We just want to do a simple twist of the knob. Right. Is that really that complicated? And not while we we're
1: driving. Run. Not not while we're driving. We don't want to have to go That's hunt.
4: While we're driving. Right. Now, you, you're you're a lot like me, Dave. You like to hunt up and down the XM band. I know I certainly do. Sure. Because I have stations from from the 60s yep. and the 70s channel all the way up to the hip-hop channels and the, and the R&B channels, up to the ESPN sports channels, right? up to the news channels. And then, you know, you get up into the 300s, you got, uh, you know, some channels that you just normally don't have unless you have a full package with um, with XM radio. So there's a whole lot of good comedy channels when I'm on long-distance drives. I like to get a good laugh in. It helps me stay awake on super long-distance drives. Give me a freaking tuning knob. <laughs> doesn't cost a lot of money. Nope. If you can put two knobs in for climate control, control the temperature individual it's a great feature you can put two knobs in for volume and for tuning amen end of story Yep. but the, right, uh, right. once you do get your your station dialed in correctly you've got a mark levinson available um, audio system 1800 watts 21 speakers it's uh you know it's 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 a correct system, for lack of a better word, Dave. Uh, it's, it's just really great. Of course, on the safety front, Lexus safety system, the new system, three po- plus safety system plus 3.0, pre-collision, intersection support, uh, pedestrian detection. It, it's just an impressive sweep, um, you know, with the uh, safety system. They have a new one called uh, Digital Latch with Safe Exit Assist. Basically, if it senses that you're about to open the door into oncoming traffic or if there's are cyclists approaching, either motorcyclists or bicyclists, then it will uh, The door will not open until it determines, the sensors determine that you're in the clear. Style-wise, it's evolutionary. It just takes the, uh, the, the already good-looking styling of the RX up another level. They haven't gone buck wild with the uh, grill or anything like that. It's just a really good-looking vehicle. Um, the grill is more aggressive though. They have these little kind of metal rivet-looking uh, features on the grill. I like the rear, in particular, because they created these kind of faux uh, exhaust ports on the rear. They're styling elements mostly, but the wraparound tail light reminds me of the Porsche Macan, which is a very attractive vehicle. It's not crazy styling that uh, they came out with, with. I forgot which year RX, perhaps the beginning of the, uh, the third or the fourth generation. It had gone a little bit crazy, but I think they've toned it down. And, you know, it's still going to be um, a just design. And, you know, they, their grills are out there. Some people don't like the, the spin, so-called spindle grill. But I think they've toned it down nicely for 2023. Back up front, you've got triple LED headlights with uh, – the uh, kind of arrow-shaped um, daytime running lights. You've got twin air intakes on the uh, lower part of the grill on each side. So uh, they've done it right from pretty much all angles, Dave. You'll be able to, to pre-order yours now at Lexus USA at lexus.com. You can pre-order your um, your new uh, Lexus, and uh, you know they'll be in the dealership soon. Uh, how the prices will be affected by the vehicle shortage, the chip shortage, supply chain issues I don't know but um, I'm sure they'll be uh, available at a premium and uh, I hope premium doesn't translate into greed, which has been the case with a lot of dealers across the board. so um let's see how they do yep it's a great vehicle. I love the way it drives super quiet just didn't like the CBT but all of the trim levels are spectacular. I think it is so well. And it's another home run for uh, for Lexus. They build very, very good cars, and there's no reason to think that this one, 2023 RX, won't be another date. You got it, brother.
1: All right, glad you're back. Hope you're doing well. Go take a nap.
4: <laughs> Thank you. Take your day.
1: All right, Thanks. we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, a whole lot more right here on You Ought to Know. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to the You Ought to Know show, FM 961AM 1 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Convoy Auto Service, 3909 Convoy Street. Check these guys out. NAP Auto Care, ASC Certified, AAA. And Collision Dock. That's right. They've changed. They're doing way more than bumpers and things like that. They're doing the whole car. So go to Con- uh, go to Collision Dock right there in Kearney Mesa, 3885. Hey, Lincoln Corsair's got a great idea for you, Dan Derubius is the brand manager, and he's going to tell you all about it on the new Corsair. Well, I got to tell you what, folks. Lincoln is on the cutting edge. They're debuting a system called Active Glide. Well, I know nothing about it, so I brought the expert in. I got Dan Derubius. He's the brand manager for Lincoln Corsair. Dan, how you doing, buddy?
5: Well, I'm doing great, Dave. How are you doing?
1: So I'm doing a wonderful. Thank you for asking. So, kind of tell me what's What's Lincoln's thinking? What 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 is this system going to do to help the driver be a better driver?
5: Yeah, and it's a great question because anytime someone talks about new technology, I think that's the first question we all have: is you know what does it do? How does it help? Uh, You know, is it something that I'm interested or should be interested in? And tell me more about it. And so, uh, you mentioned Active Glide is a new feature. Uh, We launched it on our Lincoln Navigator about a year ago, and it's a hands-free driving feature that works on specific roads. Uh, Generally, we call them uh, limited access, divided roads. So when you think primarily about freeway-type driving experiences, that's where the feature works. And when you're on one of those sections of road that uh, we have pre-approved. And we know stuff about, we know uh, know, sort of what it is and and how it works, for lack of a better way of saying it. Uh, You can enable the feature, and you get there, and the vehicle will let you know that you can take your hands off the wheel if you'd like. It's a feature that still requires you to keep your eyes on the road and stay engaged. So even though your hands are off, we have a driver state monitor and camera that's on the steering wheel column that checks your head position and sees where your eyes are looking to make sure that you're paying attention. Uh, And if you're not, then we'll we'll give you warnings. The system can actually turn off uh, for for the feature if uh, you're not paying attention. And it's just meant to help you relax a little bit, sometimes physically. You know, if you're on a longer drive and your arms are kind of tired from holding the wheel at your you know, 10 and 2 or 9 and 3, uh, you know, this would allow you to put your hands down. Um, but again, you know, you're expected to still stay engaged, still be paying attention on the road in case you come out of one of those sections of road that's pre-approved. You need to take over, the system will tell you, or something else happens around you and the system requires you to hop on. So um, I think we're excited about it because it's something that, helps people drive in a different way. And for Lincoln, we feel like the the vehicles, particularly our interiors, we want to be a sanctuary. It's a place you can go to relax, to engage in the driving, to kind of, you know, have a different experience than you might in other places. And so we're really
1: excited about it. Well, and you are so smart in doing it this way. You know, you're, you're kind of feeding this to the consumer a little bit at a time, because eventually they'll be driving the L100. And... You don't have to touch the steering wheel. In fact, I don't even think there was a steering wheel, if I remember right. But autonomous driving is is coming. I mean, it'll save lives. Uh, You know, it'll be more efficient. It'll be more relaxing. You'll probably travel more with your families because you don't have to worry about driving as much. You could really just enjoy it. So I I think it's smart that we do that. I was a service manager for 30 years. And every time some manufacturer would come out with a technology... They just, like ABS brakes. When they came out with ABS brakes, you know, they said, well, should we tell them what it does when you really jump on the brakes? Nah, it'll be all right. They'll figure it out. Well, there were more crashes because that noise coming from the pistons fluctuating scared the heck out of people, and they ended up having an accident. So I think by doing this little bits at a time, and it's good for you guys, too, because it it, it just advances your... your your R&D and technology, because you can test a car all day long, and no one's going to test it like a customer.
5: No, and even on the road with the best technology that's there today, uh, you know, things still happen, and so this is just the next step, we'll call it, in the progression towards some of those future automated driving uh, technologies like you mentioned, and I I think it feels appropriate for the time. I think we take a lot of pride. Our engineers spend a lot of time to try to create the systems and, and the screens that give you feedback to have things work in meaningful ways, to provide the right level of information where and when you need it, um, not overwhelm you with things that you don't necessarily need to know about. With Lincoln, even some of our uh, you know, sounds that you get from the system aren't what we would consider to be alerts. We have uh, symphonic chimes we have, uh, you know, kind of considerate prompts, we call them. So the vehicle's kind of giving you feedback, but, uh, you know, it's it's in ways that are are helpful. And, you know, we put a lot of thought into trying to make sure that people can use them safely, comfortably, develop trust in what they do do, understand what they don't do, and you know, make it available in ways with different settings and controls so that you can work with it in ways you're comfortable. And some folks aren't ready for some of the more cutting edge technologies, and that's okay. It's there and it's available if and when they want. If they want to work up toward that, that's great. And uh, you know, but I think again, it was it's really important for us to democratize the technology where we can, uh, particularly things that are safety related features as well, or help people feel more safe behind the wheel. And uh, and that's really a intentional process for us.
1: Well, of course, and safety from Lincoln has always been primary. I mean, it's been above selling cars. It's been above design. It's always been about keeping the occupants safe, and you guys have been doing it almost since since the beginning. And you know, and I knew when I got this this opportunity to interview you that this was this was the direction of Lincoln. I mean, you guys and you guys are really. I mean, I think what I read, you're up twenty one percent increase in sales, and that's that's crazy. You know, with the economy the way it is, and people, but you know, people are still buying cars. I mean, the lack of inventory and the chip issues, it's not an issue to them. They're still, I mean, I help people buy cars all the time, and I average two or three a week.
5: (laughs) That's outstanding. You've got a second job, it sounds like, as a a, a sales consultant.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I flew to Kentucky and drove back a a Maverick Hybrid. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. I had the time of my life, and I mean, I first looked at the little truck. I go, yeah, okay, it's just a little truck. But when you drive cross country ten hours a day and get out every after, you know, every time you get out, you don't have any aches or pains, and you and it just drives like a dream. I know this is a Lincoln segment. But I had to gush a little bit on that, but and the Corsair is that that I think that's a perfect vehicle in the Lincoln lineup. I mean. Because a lot of people don't need the Navigator, you know, but I think that Corsair fits a perfect market for that young family, one kids, maybe two kids, or somebody that's active that likes to, you know, soccer and golf and football and all that kind of stuff. I think that when you guys came out with the Corsair, I thought that was perfect.
5: Yeah, and, and the sales results are absolutely bearing that out because, like you mentioned, it's it's the best-selling vehicle in our lineup. I yeah. think it hits a sweet spot for a lot of different people, and, uh, you know, the small luxury SUVs in our lineup get a lot of different people who are interested. Uh, there's younger people who are looking for something that's small but you know, has maybe some features or amenities that they can't get in other vehicles. You know, they're looking for luxury, and and we provide that in a uniquely Lincoln way. There's other people who maybe have had younger car, or I'm sorry, larger cars with all of the technology. They want to move down to something smaller, but they don't want to give up all the tech, all the features, all the the conveniences that they're used to, and we offer all of that. And uh, even the example you gave of a young family is really spot on because there's some unique things in Corsair um, even just thinking of things that are on the current model that carry forward into the new 2023 the second row can slide back and forth up and down about six inches of travel it can recline so you know they may have children in the back seat or they may have other passengers in the back seat uh, but maybe not all the time. When you do, though, you want that vehicle to work for you. And even though it's a smaller SUV, you can slide the seat back a little bit. You can get a little bit more legroom, a little bit more headroom with the recline have those passengers be really comfortable. You can also slide it forward a little bit, and you can get a little bit extra cargo room. So maybe you don't have a lot of things always, or large items always, but when you do, you want them to fit. And the second row can powerful push a button, and it folds down on its own, too. So a lot of flexibility. And you know, one of the enhancements that we have for the new 2023 is even going into the front row. We took some of the con- lower control panels, and we made them a bit smaller there's this really big pretty screen and we can move some of the controls into the screen so now there's a little bit more legroom and things just right. feel a little bit more open so um, i think in any size vehicle people always appreciate having more space but particularly in a smaller suv it's really important
1: and i'm sure a lot of this information came from the customer because you do you guys do listen to the customer i mean you're in contact with them on a regular basis to find out what do you like, what don't you like? It was this a feature you were interested in? And I think when, it, when a manufa- car manufacturer listens to their customers as intently as Lincoln does, the end result proves it. You know, when it comes to the bottom line.
5: Yeah, and you know we get a lot of feedback on infotainment systems and screens. And with our new SYNC 4 system, I think there was a lot of feedback taken into account, making things really easily available. So there's uh, information on demand, we call it. But you can swipe a finger up and down, and you can Easily go from one feature or function to another from your phone to the radio to uh, you know whatever it might be navigation. Uh, you can exchange from a smaller section of the screen to a larger by swiping back or forth. So we're trying to make things really easy and intuitive, uh, even then down to the physical set up in the vehicle. And in the front row, uh, we had a wireless charging pad, but it was in the armrest console. And people told us that it wasn't really convenient there. They wanted something that was more in front of them. And with the changes in our control panel, it also allowed us to put the wireless charging pad right in front in the media storage bin. Uh, It's really nice. It's really open. It's really convenient. So uh, everything has been really thoughtfully done from the evolution on the the current model to the new, uh, and that flowed into color and materials and lots of other interesting things that we have coming.
1: So how soon can people go to the Lincoln website and start ordering?
5: Right now, and that's the exciting part. So we, we revealed the vehicle today, and uh, we also online on Lincoln.com have launched all of the, the product information that we have to share. We've launched the build and price which people love going in and being able to look at the vehicle, uh, spec it out the way that you'd like. All the colors are there. Uh, We have a new jet appearance package, which is really beautiful. Uh, It takes the grill and elements of the trim, blacks it out, put some nice 20-inch black wheels on it. Um, wow. You know, you can, you can see it. So really visually compelling changes. Um, I think the, the front end and that grille design that, that is new is reflective of our, our Lincoln Quiet Flight DNA and the direction that we're going in moving into the future. So uh, it's, it's great. And uh, I think you know it's all available today to go in as far as in information. And the vehicles themselves will be available early 2023.
1: Great. Well, I'll give uh, my folks a call in the press fleet. As soon as one shows up, nothing I'd like better than to put it on KUSI-TV, number one watch morning show in San Diego. And if you want to take a little staycation, you're more than welcome. I'll put it on on a Saturday. You can fly out on Friday, stay the weekend, and go back. You just got to figure out how you get the company to pay for it.
5: <laughs> well, I'm a proponent of, of trying to help set you up with our team with the vehicle regardless. And on top of that, uh, getting out to San Diego sounds fantastic anytime, because I know the weather is amazing there year-round. So, um, you know, I think we should work on that from both of our, our ends.
1: Absolutely. And if you're getting ready to have a press fleet and there's a chair open, give me a holler. <laughs>
5: yes, sir. I'll, I'll put in more than a good word for you.
1: Yeah, the man. All right. Hey, Dan, let's stay in touch. I love on top, and I'll have to tell you one more story. Have you ever been to a museum in Alaska called uh, Fountainhead?
5: I have not been to Alaska, so you'll have to tell me about it.
1: They have a 1923 Lincoln limousine. And oh, wow. You guys tried to get it for the anniversary, and they told you, no, <laughs> it's too big, it's too heavy, and they don't even want to scratch it. That's a bucket list. Just go to fount- uh, Fountainhead. Museum in Fairbanks, Alaska. and I'm not going to tell you the secret, but when you see it, your wife will love it as well. All right, buddy, I love talking to you. Let's do this again down the road as uh, as the uh, uh, Corsair uh, hits the road, well, it won't be until next year, but once I get one and get you know in the press fleet and go buzzing around with it, we'll do a follow up. And if you did send me on a press fleet, I then donate an hour of radio to the car. On KCBQ, just to let you know.
5: Well, I I appreciate having that knowledge, and I greatly look forward to the next time we connect. (laughs)
1: All right, buddy. You take care.
0: All right. Thanks, Dave. You too. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl